one yeah boy with another special edition of the rundown segment right here on the bandwagon radio where i myself jay prag sits down with artists across the globe giving them a chance to open up about their music their artistry their personal life and of course you know we got to drop that new music before the end of the show today is of course the same we got another special guest hailing all the way from vancouver canada my man rich chambers is on the phone lines how you doing rich Good, Jay Frank. How are you, man? I am good, brother. I am good. I had a chance to uh, check out the new record, the It's Christmas Time. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to definitely give a little feedback of what I thought of the record as a as a music fan and music lover of all genres myself. I like to uh, also give artists my personal feedback and take on uh, dissecting the music just as a fan. All right, so I'm, we're going to talk about that, and of course, I'll let you introduce the record a little later on in the show. Uh, okay. But before we do that, of course, let's start uh, for my for my listeners. Let's talk to them about how you got involved in music, how long you've been a musician, um, and are you originally from Vancouver, Canada? Yep, uh, born and raised here. Um, spent a couple of years in Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, but okay. uh, almost my whole life is Vancouver. And uh, Jay, like most people, I think um, I got into it. You know, it runs in the family. So my my dad always played guitar, and my uh, uncle uh, taught uh, music professionally and was a professor. And uh, but I remember as a kid, you know, over Christmas dinners and things like that, my dad pulling out the guitar and thinking it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sure enough, I got old enough to actually sort of wrap my hands around the neck of a guitar and actually play the strings. Uh, my mom got me one, and I started playing, and I haven't looked back. So that was uh, when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was kind of fun until I, then I joined my first rock band at about 14 and wrote my first song a few months after, and then I was completely hooked. The songwriting <laughs> hooked me more than anything. And like any, any other musician out there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you have that moment where you're hooked, and it's, it's, it's for life at that point. You're mm-hmm. in for life. You know what? I do live music events here in the Carolinas, and, uh, you know, I, I, I live through my musicians. Uh, I've been doing this about seven years. I do it once a week. Um, at a, a spot called Radio 28, and we do feature live musicians and bands, uh, live poetry, live painting. It's a mashup of all the arts. Um, yeah, yeah. And one thing I definitely 
can tell is exactly what you're saying. That passion is like when when they fell in love, they're still in love. Like it's the first day. I mean, they take yeah. it serious and just, you know, even handling the equipment, it's almost like this is my lady. It's like, yep. you know, I see that. I definitely can can relate to you from the outside, just, just being, again, a, a fan of music. Um, it becomes a part of your life, and those any musician will tell you the instrument becomes an extension of themselves. Mm-hmm. It laughs with you, it cries with you, it dreams with you. You know, it it just becomes another part of you, and uh, um, it's a pretty cool thing. It's a great escape. It's a great outlet, and like you say, Jay, it's absolute passion. It's. Um, I mean, it's, we don't. None of us make a lot of money at it, so we're in it because we love it. <laughs> it's got to be the passion, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh l- let's talk a little bit about the song what what was the purpose of this song for you the well, artist song, it, it's very interesting how this song came to be uh, uh jay because um uh my day job i work in a university and um okay and i started out a few a few bunch of years ago i started uh sending christmas songs out every december to other staff members okay. and people would say hey that sounds great rich that's kind of neat and, you know, it was sometime mid-summer, and I ran into a colleague in the hallway, and she said, are you getting ready for your next Christmas song? I said, it's months away. And she said, but I love your Christmas songs. I said, really? I, said, I didn't think anybody was really into it. She said, oh, I absolutely love them. I love them. So it was mid-July. I went home that night and wrote for that staff member, it's a Christmas time. It just kind of oh, hit me. I thought, wow. hey, you know, this person really is into it. You know, and it sort of inspired me, and uh, I came out in mid-July with a Christmas song. <laughs> so, And that's where it came from, so. That's crazy. I was going to ask you where where did the concept originate? So that's that's crazy. That's wild that you took us on that journey to be able to see. I could see that happening, you know, um, from you explaining it. Uh, so do you would you say that you have a certain uh, like theme then? A certain theme to it? Yeah. To, I mean, just in music in general is is a lot of your music uh, theme related, would you say? Very much so. Um, most of my stuff comes from, um, I always like to think that it's it's however I'm feeling in a certain day or certain week or however, you know, where I'm at at that point in my life. Um, often, I mean, 99% of the time, it, uh, I come up with a riff, I come up with a melody, I come up with a chord structure, and it has a certain feel or mood to it. And I plunk all the lyrics in after the fact. Only on rare occasions, like it's Christmas time, started with it's Christmas time all over the world. That started with the lyric. and But most of the time it comes from a mood, and I'm strumming on the guitar, and a mood strikes me, and then I figure out the progression and then put some words to it after the fact. But it's always, usually, most of my songs have some sort of personal meaning. Sometimes they're just about having fun, but then that is a personal meaning too. Yeah. I wrote yeah. one song called uh, It's Summertime, and... Um, Basically, it's a feel-good, mean-nothing, tap-your-toe song, but that's how I was feeling when I wrote it. So, um, and other times, things get a lot more heavy. So it all depends on the mood that I'm in. And I'm sure lots of other musicians can relate to that, too. Now that we know the story behind the record, you know, that you wrote it for a, a colleague of yours, um, yep. and now, I guess, putting more steam behind the record, seeing, I guess, more of a... Uh, open space for this record now more than just hey this is for my colleague you're putting some steam behind it right now what what feeling are you trying to provoke now that you're putting it on more on the world scale uh and and pushing it as a single now well uh, that's a great question actually um it started out of course uh, like anything it, it evolved it started out just being inspired by a work colleague and then i came up with a theme 
And then the theme of the song, which I felt very passionate about, was um, I wanted to portray sort of um, the the passion that kids get, the magic they see at Christmas time. And I even tried to sort of debunk. I have one line where I talk about it doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter your religious background. It's Christmas is about magic, and it's about the kids. And um, I think that's universal. Um, kids loving Christmas. Um, and kids loving magic, and Santa Claus and, uh, represents the ultimate in magic. So the song itself is about that innocence that comes with being a kid at Christmas time. And it doesn't have to. Be, you don't have to be a kid to enjoy that innocence. You can yeah. be 80 years old. So I really tried to uh, get a put together a theme that would appeal as much to an eight year old as it would an 80 year old. Mm. And I put a video together for it, which is an animated video, and it's all about fun. And it's about a little girl who uh, believes with all her heart in Santa and the magic of Santa. And she doesn't want any presents for Christmas. She just wants to meet Santa. And that's sort of the theme that's behind the song. And I think that's a universal theme. And that's why I, I, I chose it to push it. Uh, I, I've always liked the melody and I've always been really proud of, of the lyrical content I came up with for it. So I think it's a universal message, message that I want to get out there. I was actually going to segue into the video, so I'm glad you touched on it. Very creative video and concept oh, thank uh, you. To, to bring the, the record forward, you know, uh, and holistic. Um, I think the thank visual you. does it a lot of justice. Um, not only that can the record stand alone, like you said, for the purpose of the record, but I think the visual adds a lot of creativity um, and a lot of steam, a lot of addition to the, the song, the record itself. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. And a question for you as a, as a no viewer or a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you feel like it was just for children, or did you feel no, like not at all. touching an adult as well? Not at all. Not at all. And, and I'll touch on some of that in just a moment. I, I'll give you, like I said, my, my thoughts. And But but to answer your question, not at all. I did not feel like it was had one uh, lane uh, of listener. Um, I definitely Good. felt like it was uh, an open genre type of record. It felt holistic in the sense that it felt whole, uh, worldly and anybody can accept the record. Good, thank you. That's That was my goal, working with the, the videographers and animation team. I was really adamant about Yeah. It's, a, it's an animation video, but I want it to appeal to everybody, and not that, just kids. Yeah, and that's my point. I felt like the video brought it full circle for everything, from the record now to the visual. I think it helped sell the record. Oh, good. That's great to hear. Thank you. That's that's great feedback. That was my goal all along, so I'm glad it, it, it worked. <laughs> worked out, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's good when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, talk to me real quick. I got a question that I, you know, may be a little personal, but you being Canadian-born, how, how do you feel like that has helped you as an artist? Um, and, and, you know, and just in, in putting out music and now, you know, even tapping into American music um, and, and American, uh, you know, uh, listenership and, and followers. And what, what do you, how do you feel like your, your background plays a, a role? That's a really good question um, because Canadian American culture is so intertwined. Yes, it is. That's, uh, that's why I thought this would be a perfect question. You're my first Canadian uh, musician that I'm speaking to um, that I've had the pleasure to speak to. I, I spoke oh, with one uh, singer from Canada, but I, I thought this was very important for my listeners to even hear. You know, being somebody of your background, your nature, you, you know, you've studied music, like you said. And I can tell you take this serious. So, No, thank you. Uh, I mean... I grew up, one of the great things about uh, um, growing up in Canada is that we have uh, Canadian uh, CanCon laws where every radio station has to play a certain amount of Canadian content. Mm. And I got exposed heavily to some great artists like uh, Blue Rodeo, Brian Adams, Tom Cochran, 
these are artists that uh, Tragically Hip, is, uh, everybody in Canada loves a Tragically Hip. They, they never made it huge in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm, some, and I'm, I'm very surprised they, why they didn't because they're a great mainstream sound. So in some ways I was, and then uh, south of the border I'd get the uh, REM, I'd get Green Day, I'd get the influx of everything great mm-hmm. coming out of the U.S. So I found that one of the great things about growing up in Canada and, and getting the music industry in Canada is that I was getting equal amounts of Canadian uh, uh, and American music and getting the best of both worlds. And the U.K., mm-hmm. of course, there's always mm-hmm. stuff coming from the U.K. as well. So, and I found that to be... But interesting enough, my biggest fans are in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just found that, uh, um, and I, I have absolutely no problem with that. I always, I'm a super proud Canadian, but I'm also equally proud to be uh, a neighbor and friend to the U.S. Uh, um, it's, I feel very fortunate to be in Canada. I'm fortunate to be Canadian. I'm fortunate to have you guys as my neighbor. I think the U.S.-Canadian relationship is one of the best in the world. Agreed. And, uh, Agreed. Yeah. and, you know, I've traveled in the U.S. many times. I have family that lives there, so... I'm proud to be your guy's neighbor, put it that way. (laughs) And I think likewise. I think I could speak for a lot of Americans when I say likewise. I don't hear too many bad things. In fact, I hear a lot of good things. And and I have a a few friends that uh, are from Canada, and they they move back and forth through the states. And, you know, I I usually hear a lot of positive things, and and especially like you just said, even the relations, the relationship uh, between the two. Yes. Now, let me Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no. no go you. for it. I, I was just actually going to give you a little feedback on the record, but if you wanted to wrap up from that last question, by all means. No, no. I was just going to reiterate. So let's hear the feedback. I want. I'm curious. <laughs> I, I want to hear fast the feedback. Forward, fast forward. Go ahead and fast forward. <laughs> then. <laughs> so, all right. It's Christmas time. A new record from my man Rich Chambers, Vancouver, Canada. I'm going to give you a little feedback. What I thought of the record. Um, very relatable. I think we we, we already mentioned that. Um, powerful intro, by the way, with the instruments and and the vocals, the way the vocals oh, came thank in. You. Uh, thank you. Up tempo dance kind of party song for it to be a holiday song and to kind of give off a, that much energy to make to for the up tempo beat to the 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 dance vibe that you get from the record I thought that was dope. Um, it was a refreshing take for a holiday song. I will say that too. Um, Thank you. You know, it's it's not the what we're used to. It's not the classic. Uh, uh, you know holiday song which is which is again a breath of fresh air that's dope that you know especially nowadays i feel like we can make things current even if it is a holiday song. i think we should make it revive it make it more fun make it more lively bring it bring it to life for now for the newer generations agreed Um, it's interesting if i could interject for a second no by all means go ahead and i thank you it's great feedback because when i started this project a couple years ago i got really tired of the cookie cutter generic auto stuff coming out so what I wanted to do is I wanted to produce an album that was a little rough around the edges. I resisted auto-tune as much as I could. I have, I'm, I'm missing a few notes, and it was rock and roll, so I left it. Um, you know, there's a couple of guitar riffs that are a little bit on the sloppy side, but they were rocking, so I left them. Oh, and I really wanted to produce a, a song and an album that you listen to it and you think, hey, I'm watching the band right now. They're playing live. These are real guys missing notes, hitting notes, screaming, yelling, and having fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, to me, that's what rock and roll is all about. So that's the that's the basis of what I was going at when I put it together. So uh, to hear your feedback is awesome. Thank you. That's no what I was after. No I, I, and I and I picked that up I, I, when you said the whole rock vibe and you know missing notes, catching notes, like leaving it open enough to be a little rock. 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and yep. have fun in the party. That's the party element I brought up. That's what I got from that. Yep. I, I heard Thank that. You. It wasn't the na- the average holiday. It was more <laughs> that, you know, like like liven up. We want to, if, if it's a holiday and we're supposed to be rejoicing and celebrating, exactly. then let's, let's feel that energy. I want to feel that type of energy. Yeah, just because it's Christmas doesn't mean you have to stop rocking out. And there you go. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Rock yeah. out. <laughs> um, it was very catchy hook, too. Uh, fun song, feel-good record, a unique sound, like I said, with the rock and the crit for a Christmas holiday vibe uh, record. It's kind of like a retro rock kind of sound, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. I just, uh, yeah, I have a lot of influences that are retro. So okay. uh, you're hearing some of those for sure. All right. Well, uh, kudos, kudos for bringing that together. I think, it, you know, it worked uh, for the type of song and the holiday song, uh, again, giving a, a kind of a different color on that palette uh, for holiday music. Um, what do you appreciate most about writing and creating music as a musician? Oh, wow. That's, I've never been asked that before. That's a, that's an ultimate question. Uh, what do I appreciate <laughs> most? Um, the endless amounts of possibilities that are out there. When I when I approach a song, I'm always amazed at how many different ways I can go with it. Okay. Um, to me, once once the palette starts opening, I I, I rarely hit a, a, a sort of writer's block. To me, once I get into it, it's almost like every door opens and I can go a billion different ways. The freedom to choose a, any chord structure, and um, the beauty of having learn, uh, been taught and studied music uh, sort of professionally from a classical side is that I once had a professor that told me, he said, um, you got to learn all the rules before you can break them. Mm-hmm. And it was the most mm-hmm. profound thing I've ever heard because, you know, I studied diligently and I studied, uh, I was breaking down sonatas and, and symphonies from Beethoven and things like this. And suddenly you get to a point where you realize, okay, I'm, I'm moving into a, a dominant seventh that shouldn't be here, but the hell with it. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Just leave it. Let that, it be. <laughs> exactly, uh, which is ironic because most of my music is very three-chord structured. I don't uh, branch away from it a lot, but I'm amazed at what you can do with three chords and little notes here and there. And 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 it's it's to me it's the freedom uh, as a songwriter. I love the fact that everything's open. Away you go. Any style too. I mean, this is mostly rock, but uh, I mean, I grew up listening to so many different flavors. I mean, Christmas time, I'm going to pull up tons of Dean Martin and Harry Connick. I mean, yeah. the other times where I go Green Day and and go a lot harder, and I pull up Van Halen albums and uh, listen mm-hmm. to Eminem every now and then. I mean, you know, it all is, it's all important. It all has a place. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Definitely right about that. Let me ask you a question. So you brought up some of the names of some of the artists that that. I guess influenced you. Are, are there any other musicians or bands that come to mind? Well, I think as a kid, uh, like a lot of kids, Elvis was the first one. Okay. I, I think I, you know, my mom was a huge Elvis fan, so I picked it up there. Okay. Uh, Beatles hit me like lots of people, and then when okay. I started exploring on my own, this is coming from my parents' influences. But when I started exploring on, I found people like BB King and okay. Muddy Waters, and I mm. went down this blues path, and uh, and I just went nuts on these guitar players uh, um, and had so much fun with uh, players like Buddy Guy and, mm. and, and all these guys. They had so much fun listening to this music and playing it and thinking, wow, this is where rock and roll came from. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's what the Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and everybody afterwards, they were playing off these guys. Mm. Um, 
and just amazing stuff. And then I discovered Harry Connick came out and I discovered Big Band and I went back to Frank Sinatra and went back to Dean Martin and all these guys. And I thought, wow, this is cool stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and then Green Day hit and suddenly, you know, Green Day and uh, Nirvana hit and I went down a whole different path of mm-hmm. grunge and heavier music. And uh, I think any musician, the key is just keep your mind open. What yeah. what do you hear and what can you pull out of it? Um there's so much, every music has something to offer, and that's the wonderful thing about it. Now, who are some of those people that deserve some mentions or acknowledgement for their support or help with the latest project and single? Oh, that influenced this latest project? Yes, sir. Um, that's a hard question, because I think there's so many in there. Um, you know, I can think of, uh, um, I've always been influenced by Elvis Costello, because Elvis Costello really mm. puts story and a theme into his music so does bruce springsteen so these guys really sort of taught me to, to follow stories and put stories into music um okay. people like uh mccartney was is great at melodies um oh, buddy holly put together the best chord structures and chordal guitar playing that people don't even they, they don't give the guy credit for the amount of solos he did that were chordal structured solos and I, mean, I I model a lot of my guitar playing after Buddy Holly of all people. So and then I've always been a huge John Lennon fan. Um, you know the list goes on. There's a little bit of each of John Fogarty and CCR. There's a little bit of all these sort of artists in all the music I do. Um, particularly a song like this. There's a lot of Tom Petty and me too. People always say, "Wow, you have a Tom Petty vibe to you." I'm yeah. sure you probably heard some yeah, of that as well. Yeah, yeah I sure did. Um, yeah. So and and I also like that none of some of the, a lot of these guys weren't very good singers. <laughs> so I don't have the greatest of voices, so <laughs> well, I've learned how to use it however I, best I can. And that's the beauty of being a musician too, though, is you get that extra help and boost from the the, the instruments. You know what I'm saying? That's the yes. beauty of it. Yes, I think the the key is um, my I'm not, I don't have, I don't have the greatest of vocal chops, but if I get the attitude right, I mean Mick Jagger was a terrible is a terrible singer. But that guy has so much attitude, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and that's another thing I'm not crazy about is today's singer has to be pitch perfect, and you know, I kind of like some of that raunchy stuff that was uh, um, where rock and roll came from. Yeah. So I think it, it all has a place. Agree. Agree. Pitch perfect is wonderful, but I, I like hearing something a little raunchy, a little out of tune as well. Yeah, a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Of course, I'm saying that because that's how I sing. If I was a pitch perfect singer, I'd probably say something different. <laughs> I have to support what I do. <laughs> that's a fact. That is a fact. You got to find a way to sell it, right? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> um, but I know I admire the great singers, no question. Like a Freddie Mercury, man, is there any better rock singer than Freddie Mercury? I mean, I admire those types of singers. I mean, no question. Yeah. Now, what does a recording session with Rich Chambers look like? How do you prepare to record? Uh, that song, I mean, this Christmas album is all done by me. So uh, I haven't played with the band for a couple of years, so it's all produced by me. Um, I'm not a very good drummer, so a lot of the drums are uh, um, programmed, but I know the drums well enough to know what can be played, should be played, and you know, you don't have three hi-hats sounding at once unless you really want that sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, keyboard, I'm not bad, but it's, that's why it's mostly all guitar and bass driven, because that's, that's my instrument. So, and then I put all the harmonies down. So it starts with a drum track that I, I build, design, and put together and uh, from a basic chordal structure, and then I build it up one instrument at a time. It goes usually a rhythm guitar first, then a bass, 
um, and just one bit at a time. So each song takes roughly about 20 to 24 hours from start to finish. Okay. Okay. So fairly quick process for you. Yeah, it can be. There's no question. I mean, uh, I, I have been known to throw it entirely. Like the other day I did a three-hour vocal session, came back to it two days later, and it was garbage. So I threw the whole thing out, and they had another three-hour vocal session. Um, that's the beauty of having your own studio. When yeah. you have a studio yeah. in your house like I do, uh, I've built up a studio over the years, you're not paying for the time. And I found I got so much more creative when I put together my own studio. Yeah. Because I wasn't under the gun. I wasn't, okay, you have four hours to produce something, go. Um, now, if I, I had four hours and didn't work, so what? I didn't pay for the four hours of studio time. I'll just do four hours again tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, so that opened up. And, you know, I always encourage any musician starting out is, you know, the software and the computers now are so affordable. You can get some great, even just garage band on, on, a, on an iPad. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. what you can do with that. Um you know, and I encourage people to record. And I started getting better as soon as I started recording myself and listening to myself critically. And, I, you know, the first few times I heard myself sing, went, oh, God, Rich, that's terrible. you got to hit those consonants better than that. Your, your vocal range is terrible. You know, use what you got. And once you start listening to yourself critically and being honest with yourself, I started getting a heck of a lot better. So I encourage all musicians starting out, record yourself. Get your iPad, hit record, and... and Hear what you sound like, and then work it from there. So, what would you say is your ultimate goal in the music game, Rich? Like, what, what what's the ultimate uh, hoorah for you? What's what's that? What's the top for you? The ultimate goal, Jay Prague, would be: I wake up every day, and I don't have to go to my day job. My day job <laughs> is sitting at my computer writing a song. And I'm an artist, and I love to perform, and I love to sing. But songwriting is my number one passion. Okay. So, I'd have no problem if somebody. You know, a well-known person phoned me up and said, Rich, I want to record It's Christmas time. I'd say, all the power to you. Go for it. Um, so I'd be absolutely fine writing for other people as well. So for me, it's all about the creation of music, whether I perform it or not or somebody else performs it. So my ultimate goal would be that's my day job. That's what I do for a living. Um, I don't have to be completely rich. I just have to be comfortable. I'm okay yeah. with being comfortable. <laughs> that's one thing <laughs> if I'm I got really rich, I'm okay. that's even better. But uh, <laughs> no, if I'm paying the bills and uh, making music every day, I'm a pretty happy camper, no question. It is. Talking to my man Rich Chambers, Vancouver, Canada, on the phone lines right now. Before I let you introduce the new record, go ahead and give my listeners your social media so they can follow you. Oh, okay. Well, the website is richchambers.com. On Facebook, I'm Facebook.com, uh, Santa's Rockin' Band. Instagram's the same, Instagram.com, backslash Santa's Rockin' Band. So those are the best places to get a hold of me. Spotify, type in my name, Rich Chambers, uh, Apple Music, uh, Deezer, all of them. You'll find all the, the songs there. And uh, even just a Google search of Rich Chambers, Santa's Rockin' Band, or Rich Chambers, it's Christmas time, and this stuff will start coming up. There it is, Rich Chambers on the phone lines. Go ahead and introduce the new record for the people, Rich. Oh, I love that. I've never introduced my own record before. That's crazy. <laughs> you better get prepared for it, brother. This is the first time for everything. I wasn't, I, I wasn't prepared for this, Jay Pride. What do I say? I say, here is my It's Christmas Time all over the world. I absolutely love the song, passionate about it, and I hope you do too. There it is. Turn it up right here on the Bandwagon Radio. Happy holidays, by the way, y'all. Open the first day on my advent calendar I feel the magic stirring in the air 
time of year we laugh and sing with friends and family afar. Oh, how I believe in the Christmas star. Love is all around. Santa's coming to town. Every year I hear the bell sweet sound. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time all over the world. All over the world. I never get too old to hang the lights up on the tree and decorate the house for all to it's a wonderful life I watch it once again And remember Christmases way back when Love is all around The Christmas trains are down I hear the whistle blowing oh so loud It's Christmas time Christmas time, it's Christmas time, all over the world, all over the world, oh your heart comes from Christmas is a time for everyone the innocence of children we let it lead the way 